1: So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL.
0: This is Access Atlanta. Every week, we share some of the best places to eat, play, and live out loud in the ATL. And of course, we go behind the scenes and find the stories that show Atlanta is one of a kind. The travel and tourism industry has been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic, but that doesn't mean travel is stopped. Both business and leisure travel are rebounding a bit and a recent survey by Travelport, a leading technology company serving the global travel industry, found that the majority of travelers are ready to consider both domestic and international travel again. But that comes with an expectation that certain precautions and guidelines are in place. So what's it like to travel in the pandemic era? Here to talk about it, just back from a visit to Las Vegas, is the AJC's music writer and gambling aficionado, Melissa Ruggieri. You you got to do it, which, you know, has been rare in in recent days, right?
1: We, We knew that even though our expectations had to be lowered, that it was still something, going out to Vegas was still something that we wanted to do. Even understanding the risks that come with that, because, you know, you're going to the type of place that, An expert like dr fauci will say is probably one of the worst places to go because you're you're in enclosed areas you're around other people but you know my husband and i sort of have been living on this balance of paranoia and practicality (laughs) and trying to balance them out and we just felt like look we're going to take every precaution we can And, you know, we've got our masks and we've got our gloves and there is a mask mandate in Nevada. So we knew that the casinos were being very strict about that. And, you you know, we we just figured, look, we're going to take care of ourselves and our friends and try and have a good time regardless. And, you know, it's not I understand it's not for everybody. I know a lot of people who typically go to Vegas have canceled their trips or postponed their trips, either because they're worried about being in that environment or also a lot of stuff, not a lot of stuff, I would say maybe like 30% of things aren't open yet as far as restaurants. There there are no shows. So if you are somebody who likes to go to Vegas to go see Cirque du Soleil or whatever, that's not happening. And they actually haven't said much at all about when that might be reopening, which is a little worrisome. I mean, hopefully by the end of the year, but who knows? So all the all the all the concerts that they would normally have at Caesar's Palace or Park MGM, the residencies, those are those are all on hold. Um, even you know the football season is starting in a couple of weeks, and there's a brand new stadium about you know a couple blocks off the Strip that the Oakland Raiders are now the Las Vegas Raiders, and their inaugural season they're not going to have fans. So. You know, yeah, there there are a lot of things, and there are still, I think, four ish casinos that still haven't reopened because the demand isn't there at all during the week because there are no conventions. And most of their tourism is coming from drivable markets like California. And those people aren't able to come during the week because they're working. So we were there a Thursday to Tuesday. and, I will say like, you know, Thursday and Monday were probably our favorite days <laughs> because those when the fewest number of people were there. Fr- Friday and Saturday, I mean, it just seemed like a quieter, slightly quieter version of a normal weekend in Las Vegas. And we split our time. We stayed a couple nights at New York, New York on the Strip because I have a, a host who I've known for years. So she always takes care of us. So that's why we stay there. And then we also stay at M Resort, which is about – five or six miles off the strip down Las Vegas Boulevard in Henderson, Nevada. And that's more of a locals casino. So we always like to have the balance of a little, a little bit of strip action, but we really prefer to stay off the strip these days because we go so much that who needs to be around another bachelorette party. And, and, there, and, and there were, you know, I saw brides walking through the casino like you normally would on the weekend and bachelorette parties and, Those are the people who worry me, though, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, because, you know, people like us who are who are there to gamble and, you know, maybe be hanging out with a couple of friends and eat at places other than what we've been seeing for the last four or five months. You know, we're the ones who are being very cautious about everything. You worry about the people who have a little too much to drink or are you perhaps a bit younger and don't seem to have the same mentality as those of us who have to be a little more concerned about our health do. And that's when you kind of go, well, you know, and that's, you know, my mother had a few things to say about us going and none of them were positive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what mothers are for. So yes,
1: yes. I got the whole, you know, it's not you I worry about. It's everybody else kind right. of thing. And, yeah. and it's true. I mean, it is true to an extent, but you really have to get to that point where you, you say, okay, I'm going to try to live my life a little bit, just being as careful as possible and right. hope hope that it all works out. Because hey, look, you know, we all go to the grocery store, we all go to Target, we all go to places where there are a lot of people here and not everybody follows the rules here either. So no. you know, you're kind of at risk everywhere. So we figured, well, at least we can get some video poker in while we're at risk. And
0: you mentioned that a lot of the the traffic there, a lot of the people there are probably, you know, from drivable markets and things like that. But You flew and I'm wondering, you know, how was the flight? What is, what's the experience like flying these days?
1: Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends were really curious about the flight and a lot of people I know have been contemplating getting on a plane and their concern, it wasn't so much the plane, it was the airport. Mm. And, you know, I will say the couple of times we've been in, in the Atlanta airport recently, I just make sure that I put on my latex gloves as soon as I walk in the door. So when you know you're dealing with baggage, and then you go through you know TSA and you have to put your bag up on those bins and the pre check lane ever, I don't want to touch any of that because I didn't want to touch any of that before anyway. So even right. even when there's a vaccine and this pandemic's over, I might still wear my latex gloves every time right. I go to the airport. And the air, you know, our airport is. I would say at you know, like forty percent capacity you, from what we would mm-hmm. normally see on you know a weekday late morning flight, which is what we took, and we we belong to the Delta Sky Club, which is also a completely different experience now because they can't have food out like they normally would, like a buffet style right. thing. Everything is prepackaged. The bar is open at all of them. Not all, actually, not all of the Sky Clubs in the Atlanta Airport are open. Um, there are still a couple that are closed, but among all the airports in the country because I follow these things. Atlanta certainly has the the most number of sky clubs that are open because we should, because you're, you're right. Delta and you're based in Atlanta. Right. But, so I didn't spend a ton of time in the concourses, but, you know, being on the plane train and just walking through to get to the sky club or whatever, or get to our gate eventually, I, I, you know, I, Everybody seemed to be wearing a mask, and everybody seemed to be fairly well distanced, and as much as you can be, and you know, you just sort of keep your head down and and get to where you need to go. The plane, I I really, honestly, Shane, there there are a couple things go with the plane that I wish they would be able to keep in place forever, which I know they can't financially, but you know, you, you get on the plane, and a, a very nice flight attendant greets you and hands you a a Purell wipe. And so, you know, you go to your seat and you can wipe down whatever you choose to wipe down. For me, that's everything from the seatbelt to the air conditioning vent to the window <laughs> shade to my husband. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're near me, you're getting wiped out. And we we did decide for this flight, since it was a longer flight, we have the Delta MX reserve card, which comes with a companion ticket every year. And you can use your companion ticket for a first class ticket as well. And we thought, you know what? Let's spend the money for this particular flight because Delta is in addition to capping in addition to leaving all the middle seats open in coach, they're capping first class at 50%. So if there are 10 wow. seats, you know, you're only going to have five. You know, it's yeah. usually 20 seats and 10 is what this plane was. So we figured that way if we got on the plane toward the end of boarding and then we were one of the first people off the plane, you're really not interacting with people walking by you and sneezing coughing whatever right so that actually worked out really well the, the flight out to vegas there was no one sitting in the road in front of us no one behind us no one across from us we basically had our own little oasis my husband actually moved to the seat in front of me because you know i don't need to sit next to him 24 7
0: Right.
1: <laughs> and we both had a little more space which was really nice they they aren't doing the typical type of drink service that you would come to expect. Um, they, they basically have pre-packaged baggies that they'll give you a little bottle of water, a sna- you know, a Biscoff cookie, a bag of Cheez-Its. And then there's a little packet of Purell hand gel in there, which is also kind of a nice thing. And then in first mm-hmm. class, we also got a, a snack box that we could choose. So, you know, normally we would have had a, a, a full meal going out there. And normally yeah. we also would have had a full array of alcohol and other beverages right. to choose from. They did start in the last month on Delta serving beer and wine again in first class and comfort plus, but there's no drink service in the main cabin, and it's just right. it's just the bottles of water, and you can't you can't even get a soda. I mean, they're they're saying that they don't want the ice to be something like they don't want the flight attendants to have to handle ice, and then they yep. they say they're trying to limit points of contact. Interestingly, yeah. interestingly, some of the other airlines have. Have gone to full meals in first class and drink service in the cabin. So I mean, I don't know, you know, if, if it's a financial reason as well, but it it works. And again, you gotta just set your expectations low, and you're not going to be right. annoyed by anything. You you have read stories about many flights where people don't want to play by the mask rule and there's unruliness and commotion and everything. Fortunately, that did not occur on either of our flights.
0: Well, the thing is that 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 happens in normal times. Somebody's always
1: complaining and getting into a fight about something. It might not have been a mask, but it may have been, you know, someone's you know sitting too close to me or kicking my seat. So yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, And you know, you're allowed to take it off while you're eating. So, you know, yeah, I I pulled mine down when I took a sip of water or ate my little snack box and then, you know, put it right back up. And again, there was, well beyond six feet of space between me and the next person who actually was my husband. So that was okay. But, yeah. and, and coming back, they did upgrade a few people to first class. So every row did have someone in it, but they only had like one person in it. It wasn't the the yeah. double thing. So, so the, I mean, the, and the flight was also very quiet because everybody's wearing a mask. So People mm. aren't chit chatting the way they normally would, and honestly, that's like hitting the right. jackpot before you even get to Vegas for me. <laughs>
0: right, right, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good thing. I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's you know, the more the more talk, the more boisterousness there is. I, you know, it seems I've seen so many things that say that that makes the the virus easier to transmit. Exactly. So, You know, it, it it sounds like you know it's, it's, a, they're doing all the things that they should do, which is great because that's the only way people are going to do, you know, they're going to travel if they feel safe.
1: That's it. And I really think, you know, Delta especially is doing the right thing by keeping their, they've now said they're keeping middle seats open until January. Our friends flew yeah. Southwest from BWI. They, they had a nonstop from there and, you know, and they reported that you know they're they're doing it like if you fly Southwest you know they had they kind of have the cattle call boarding yeah. process where you line up by numbers or whatever and so they're only they were only boarding in groups of ten so there was never any traffic in the jetway once you got on the plane you know there was plenty of overhead space and people went right to a seat Southwest is only being sold at I think it's two thirds capacity so they're since it's open seating they can't say we're keeping middle seats open but they are keeping the equivalent of a middle seat open so. You know, like, you know, these these friends of ours sat in a window in an aisle and left the middle open where normally they would have taken two aisles. But just to make sure that no one else sat by them, (laughs) they figured this was the way to go. So, you know, I mean, a, a couple of the airlines are taking the financial hit to send their planes out, not at full capacity with the with the balance being it's better for the passenger. And right. I you know I, I read some cynical comments of people saying it's hygiene theater and it doesn't really matter if there's no one sitting next to you. Well, you know what? It kinda does. Because even if someone is just one seat away from you and they happen to sneeze or something and they sneeze in the opposite direction, that's probably still better than if they were two inches away
0: from you doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And at the very least, it makes people feel better. It's like and right. people feel better, then they're more likely to travel and you know that's what it's all about they they have to you know keep some you know some people in seats somehow and you know the more comfortable they feel the more likely they are to to do it
1: exactly and and it is a comfort it is a comfort thing as well that's why i was saying i mean there are a couple of things that i wish they'd be able to keep in place one being boy i wish there was no one ever sitting in a middle seat in coach or if there was no one ever sitting next to me in first class and i had you know two seats to myself i mean that that's like the dream yeah
0: <laughs> you would, we all we all wish that we, yeah we've all,
1: we've all been that person sitting in coach and you know they're getting toward the end of boarding and no one's sitting in the you know no one's come to right. seat, in the middle seat yet and you're looking at the guy in the aisle going oh my god are we gonna get lucky and the door's gonna close and no one's gonna sit here <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) so so now you know you're guaranteed that before the flight even takes off and um the same with the masks i mean it'd be great if people had to wear masks on the plane all the time because like i said it was so quiet and and so much more of a pleasant experience where you didn't have to hear idle chit chat and you know people you know getting in arguments with each other or anything so so yeah Yeah. i mean we we really had no concerns about the flight you know i i tried to remember all those things that dr sanjay gupta on cnn you know (laughs) recommended like keeping the air vent Open as much as possible. I get cold on planes, which is ironic because I'm hot everywhere else in the world. But um, I, yeah. I, you know, but I brought my blanket because I figured, okay, oh yeah, that's the other thing. They they don't have like the blanket pillow stuff in first class like they right. used to. You know, like all that's gone. All the no, no magazines, nothing's in the seat pockets, no magazines, right. no, you know, menus if you work and order food, which you can't and coach, you know, all that stuff yeah. has been taken out. And across yeah. the board, even in the hotels, that's something else that. I, you know, as, as people who write, you do hope that one day things like magazines are going to come back in hotel rooms and on planes, but mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, and, and that kind of made me sad when I walked into our room at New York, New York and went, Oh, well, I like reading that MGM magazine that used to be in here. And Hey, where's the paper and pen <laughs> that yeah. I, that if I had to jot down a note to tell my husband, I went to the gym or something, or where's the clock.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I like to know what time it is when I walk into a room. I don't want to have to wake up at four in the morning and, you know, turn my phone on to see the time. It's like,
0: right. why?
1: Well, some things I kind of went, okay, you know what, if you could have a phone in the room, you can have a clock in the
0: room. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little odd to me that <laughs> <know>. there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's easy to wipe down, that's right, for sure. Right, right. I
1: mean, know. you know, you have a remote control and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. I do feel, I mean, I do think that a lot of companies, not just, you know, airlines or hotels, but I think a lot of companies are also using this opportunity to cost cut and figure okay, if we take this out now and say it's because of the pandemic, everybody right. will understand. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, but if they just yeah. took clocks
1: out of the room and people went, "Where's the clock?" they'd have to explain why <laughs> they decided right. to remove stuff. So I think the pandemic is being used as a as a shield uh, for for certain things in certain companies. But um, yeah. but yeah, you know, I mean, we you know the, the rental car even going to going to Hertz, they now have a seal on the car door, so. Once it's been cleaned, they seal it off so that, you know, that no one else has opened the door to sit in it, which, you know, I I am guilty of that because I get, you get to pick your car. It hurts. And I'm always looking for a certain type of, uh, satellite radio thing or low mileage and you can't see that until you open the door so i kind of just had to say okay we're gonna take this car and i'm gonna open the door and then it's ours whatever the mileage is whatever the radio situation is (laughs) and there you go and that honestly that was one of the hardest things for control freak me was to (laughs) to just kind of give myself over to the rental car experience um (laughs) but you know again it's like little things like that but then you also think okay well they went through the effort of cleaning this and then sealing it. So at least you feel like some sense of you're in the most secure place that you could be while you're driving in a rental car. And, yeah. and you know, and once we got in the car, my husband wiped everything down. I mean, he's he lives like that normally. I mean, all this like wiping stuff down thing to him is just like he's he's neurotic anyway about cleaning. So, he's he's looking right. at, he's looking at everybody else going, "Yeah, welcome to my life."
0: This <laughs> is yeah. yeah, all, nice. all the people who have been, who've been the germaphobes are, are are you know, looking at the rest of us going, "See?" Right,
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that that's how he is. I mean, whenever we whenever we'd go into a hotel room, he would always wipe it. He never touched as the remote control he always wraps it in a a couple of tissues or a washcloth or something which drives me crazy because i'm like how can you hit the button you know i I like pull it off when i use it and then he's like re-wrapping everything so um (sighs) and and, you know when we got to new york new york the the hotels and also in atlantic city they do a temperature check um -hmm. and some casinos in both places have installed these thermal temperature checks so when guests walk in like at the Borgata in Atlantic city, every time you came in, you had to go through, you know, a roped off area where they had a thermal temperature check set up and everybody had to walk through there. And they actually yeah. stopped me once. And they said that my temperature was registering at like, you know, a hundred point eight or something. I'm like, what are you kidding me? Huh. I, uh, you, I'm like, I just yeah, left, you be walking
0: around out of day. <laughs> right.
1: And then, so <laughs> then they, they, you know, they pulled me aside and then they did the temperature on my forehead, which was you know like 97 or something. But they, they couldn't just let me go. Like they had to wait for a, a supervisor to come and to make sure that right. you know it was correct and then take it out of the system. And as annoyed as I was for that eight minute delay, then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, you know what, they're they're doing what they should be doing. And right. had I really had a high fever or whatever, then at least it would have been flagged and, and that's great. Um yeah. at New York, New York, and at M Resort, they just do the quick, you know, forehead temperature check thing for, mm-hmm. for people who are staying there. So with that, I kind of think, well, what's really the point if you've got, you know, 500 people in the casino who walked in off the strip or, you know, drove up in their cars, yeah. you're not checking them, but the people who are staying here, you're checking, I like, go, what's the, what's right. the difference? So, you know, look, as, as with everything, nobody knows what to do. Everybody's just feeling their way as they go. Right. And, Throwing things out there to see what sticks but um but it was nice at at new york new york when we got to our room there was a nice little amenity kit in there that had a couple of masks and sanitizer and um this cool little gadget that my husband's in love with that you could use to like hit the elevator button it's got like a it's like a it's almost like a little stylus key looking thing Uh so yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's, like taking that with him everywhere now um (laughs) so that was nice not every casino is doing that you know m didn't have anything like that but Certainly when you're walking through the casinos, you know, you see a ton of sanitizer trees and some places like M also had wipes, you know, big, big things of wipes in in containers Mm -hmm. that you could take to wipe down the machine. Most of the ones that most of the casinos we went to, there was definitely an increased visibility of people cleaning things, you know, um, really every time I went to a bathroom, it was almost like there was an attendant in there all the time, and somebody you know who was cleaning the stalls way more than usual. Trust me on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and at one in the morning, I'd be playing and seeing you know uh, cleaning teams coming through and cleaning down everything, spraying them down, wiping them down, doing all kinds of stuff like that. And you know, I mean, again, they're they're trying to do the best they can, and it you know with with social distancing what they've resorted to is either turning off some slot machines like every other machine, or if there's a bank of four Mm -hmm. machines, they might turn off the two in the middle or some casinos are just taking chairs away. So there might be two chairs instead of four. The downside with the chairs is that people can still move them. So if the machine is still on, you know, they might move it to go sit next to their friend or whatever. And then it gets really confusing, but it's not, and it hasn't been because I've had people, friends of mine who also, you know, go to casinos a lot, say, well, if they're, if they're shutting off machines or taking away chairs, doesn't that mean that you're not going to be able to play something that you might want to, you know, that you might want to play. And honestly, I never had a problem with that because especially on the, 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 Thursday, Sunday, Monday period where everybody who's come in from out of town has driven back home. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's really, I mean, it's, it is, it is pretty quiet. I mean, it really is because again, you've got no convention business. You've got no, you know, just general tourists from around the. I mean, you have no international travel, and that was certainly right. a huge part of Vegas's business, and that's oh, know, yeah. kind of quashed at the moment. So you've got a, a much, you know, a, a much narrower pool of people coming to play, and you know, you're, you're not going to have an issue getting on a machine or playing what you might want to play. So yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's just different. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, well everything's different so you know why wouldn't that be. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. And well this time I mean we did we did get to try the buffets that have reopened because that's another thing that I know Ligaya, our our dining editor <laughs> was really curious about that because she recently did a story about how the buffet is dead essentially the the buffet concept. Yeah. And buffets are like the hallmark of Las Vegas and there sure. were and, the ones that have, well, three of them have reopened. Two of them are are high-end buffets and always have been. The other one is at South Point, which is also off the Strip. It's actually not too far from M Resort. And it's also, you know, it's just down Las Vegas Boulevard, you know, four or five miles. And that one, our friends went to that one because they really liked that place anyway. And they said that was more, that was the closest to a typical buffet experience, except it was just more like a cafeteria style thing where, you know, you still have your plate mm. and you still walk up to somebody, except they put the food on the plate. And and right. hand it back to you as opposed to you taking it. The other right. two, uh, the wind buffet at Wind Resort and the Wicked Spoon at the Cosmopolitan, they both have completely transformed the whole concept of what a buffet is. And for people who like to walk up to the food and you know see what it looks like and maybe take a sampling of this or that, which is what I would normally do. The win experience was really kind of jarring because you stay seated and you have a QR code that you pull up the menu and there's, you know, probably close to a hundred items on there. It's not like they're, they've taken anything away. And you have a server who comes over and says, okay, you know, I would recommend that everybody order five things to start. And we're like, okay. (laughs) And so we, know, we, we all did that. Although we, we didn't all go with the five, we went like two or three. And then they bring you and it's still all you can eat. And they'll bring you individual size portions of whatever it is you ordered. So, you know, like I wanted crab legs. You know, I got a, a nice little tray that had probably like five crab legs on it. Or my friend is a big shrimp cocktail fan. And he got, you know, a little shrimp cocktail that had two shrimp on it. And he looked at the server and was like, "Um, yeah, I'll need about three more of these, please. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> and, and, you know, they will bring it to you. But what we found was this kind of funny is there's suddenly this rush of food that's coming out and being placed in front of you, you know, all at once. And we, we were just like making comparisons to Lucy and Ethel and the chocolate on the conveyor belt that like, you're just trying to like <laughs> grab everything while it's in front of you. And you also, right. you also feel this, this compunction to want to eat everything that's in front of you because it's like, it's almost like you ordered it at a restaurant and somebody brought it yeah. to you as opposed to, Oh, I'm just going to try a tablespoon of this from the buffet. You know? It was like, it yeah. was just a very, it was, it was a weird concept, but, but it was good. And, and, you know, and we enjoyed it. the The quality of the food was excellent, so you know there were no complaints there. And the Wicked Spoon is only open from eight to three, so they're really just doing like a, a brunch lunch thing. And mm. and neither is open every day. They're 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 both. Um, well, no, I take that back. I'm actually not sure. Check the website. Don't don't take my word on that. But um, but they're they're just doing like a brunch lunch thing. And theirs is kind of kind of a modified version where you can get up and walk over to the buffet area and look at, see the food that's out there, but they have staffers, they have it roped off and then they have staffers standing behind the rope. So they would, you would like point to the pancakes and say, um, I'll have some pancakes and a piece of French toast. <laughs> you know, And then they'll take it from the, from the bin and, you know, put it on the plate and hand it back to you. And so the downside there was that you've still got people, you know, walking back and forth and you're not really mm-hmm. sure like which direction to go. And if the, if the, the whole point is to cut down on interaction of strangers. It doesn't really do that, Yeah. (laughs) but at least you could see what your order, you know, what you're going to get first and say, you know, I only need one pancake. I don't need five (laughs) and stuff like that. So that was also just, you know, we, we, we really didn't know what to expect with the the whole food aspect of things, but it was, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It
0: doesn't really sound much like a buffet. I mean, it's, it's well, it, it's it's a it's some brand new concept, I guess. And you know? and it's what they
1: have to do. You know, the, the biggest and most renowned buffet in Vegas is Caesar's, uh, their Bacchanal buffet, and they took the opportunity while being closed to undergo this you know two and a half million dollar renovation, which they've only been open a couple of years, which is kind of weird. But during the renovation, they're they're smart to have they're they're opening the first week of September, and they plan to reopen with a reimagined concept of having individual sized you know things already plated so you nice. know, you can walk up and get a, an individual size of macaroni and cheese in a mini skillet, and so you don't have to have the right. scoop, and you know, just cutting down on on germs being spread and, and stuff huh. like that too. So that's
0: interesting. That just that brings up images of of cubes of jello in a bowl <laughs> to me, exactly. wrapped in saran wrap. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be really funny, actually. That would be really funny. You know, we're we're planning to go back in October for our anniversary, and we were happy to see that that the mac al buffet, you know, will be open by then because I am really curious yeah. now to compare it to the, the experiences that we've had. So, you know, I mean, the point being, if, if you're somebody who likes to go to buffets when you're in Vegas, there are options. None of these are cheap. Yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. the wind buffet dinner was $65 and Bacchanal is always in the right. $50, $60 range. But, you know, again, you're getting really high quality food. Um, and there are, you know, like I said, probably 80% of the restaurants in, in the casinos and throughout the city are open. There are, you know, a handful of places that might not be doing, dine-in service yet they might just be doing curbside or, or pickup so you mm-hmm. know you, just like here you've got to check everything before you go don't just drive mm-hmm. out to one lo- like hash house a go-go is one of my favorite places there they have several locations in vegas they're you know their main location is open you know to come in and, and sit down there one out in henderson where we thought we might go eat we realized be- like right before we left that, Oh, you know what? We looked at the website and it's like, Oh, they're not only doing, they're only doing takeout and curbside. They're not doing dine-in. So just because if you happen, we know, we always get a car because again, we stay off the strip and we're there so much that we kind of feel like locals a little bit. And we go to places that mom and pop places and we actually really don't eat in the casinos that much, honestly. I mean, we found over the years, lots of cool places to go, but you know, you want to make sure that they're actually open for sit-down dining and that kind of thing, uh, if that's what you're looking for, I mean, even like Freddy's, the burger place, which you would think would be open at this point, they're not. Just their drive-throughs open, so you know, we like we like yeah. to go through there, and we're like, oh, okay, I guess we're eating in the car today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah, know, that's 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 uh, good advice for no matter where you yes. are. Is is these days you have to check in advance, uh, you know what what their requirements are, what they're how they're doing things. It's you know, yeah, and. That's just a way of a way of life these right. days, right?
1: And being that right now Nevada is still at fifty percent capacity, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of the, like we go to Grimaldi's Pizza all the time when we're out there, like you know, there's the the um, the Henderson location of it, and you go in there and they probably have you know maybe twelve tables to begin with, and every other table has a stack of pizza boxes on it that they've you know you can't sit there. So also be yeah. aware that because of that. You know, we, we tried to go to another pizza place we really like on that Saturday night and we called ahead and they said there was an hour and a half wait. And that's really probably because yeah. they only have half the capacity that they normally do. So yeah. you got to keep things like that in mind, too, that, you know, you might not be able just to waltz in <laughs> and, and say, right. hey. And I know in Atlantic City, yeah. a lot of the restaurants there that have either rooftop dining or outdoor dining on the boardwalk anyway, and they can serve there even with the indoor dining ban that you know people have reported waits of 2 hours of getting into some of these places because wow. they only have you know a handful of tables and they have limited seating and you know and all that so you know again it's it's uh, it's what it's what you make of it are you going to be aggravated if you go to a place that you normally go to and it's not quite the same well maybe a little but it's better than not going <laughs> is the way we look at yeah. it <laughs>
0: And that's a good way to end this. It's like, it's, you know, it's better than not. It's just different. You know, sometimes, yeah, yeah, it's like sometimes you, you know, if you want to do something, you know, it's, it's going to be different. It's, there, there are precautions in place and you're going to have to take precautions. The the place you're going is taking precautions, but, you know, keep in mind that, you know, at least you get to go and that these places still get to make a living. People who work there get to make a living. Yes. you know, it's kind of so they're,
1: they're like when concerts will eventually come back. You know, I'm pretty sure that when we start going to shows again, we're going to be wearing masks and we're going to have to go through a temperature check and there's going to be certain yep. protocols in place that we didn't have six months ago. But is it better than not going to a concert? Yeah, I would. I personally think so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everybody has to decide that mm-hmm. for themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Well, this has been really fascinating. And, uh, you know, we've, We've talked a lot about it, so many different aspects of travel and <laughs> Vegas, and, and I, I, I think it's fascinating because I'm, you know, basically here at home, and I haven't done any traveling. Are you,
1: are you nervous about traveling?
0: No. I am. I am, and, and really, you know, most of my tra- it's like if I'm going to travel, I, I tend to like to, to go right, international right. travel, and, and I'm not doing that, of course. I don't know that they don't that want we us. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, I'm just going to wait it out. Uh, we should have been in the UK next month. Yeah. But, but we won't. Yeah. We actually um,
1: we, we, we normally so, we would have been going to Ireland in October for our anniversary, which is why we yeah. decided to go to Vegas instead, because we're like, yeah, Ireland yeah. ain't happening this year. That, that much we know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, this has just been really fascinating. I, I, I love hearing about all this stuff. And, uh, you know, for those of us who are sitting at home to see what it's actually like. <laughs> um, and I hope we can all experience it again sometime. But thanks so much for uh, for talking to us. Sure. About it, we'll just be
1: safe out there if you, if you, if you make the effort. <laughs>
0: There's nothing normal about our new normal, but AJC.com is the same trusted source you've always had, and we have just as much great content, if not more. That's why each week I'll highlight my personal picks for the best things to do, see, and experience, and the stories are easy to find on AJC.com. Record Store Day was established to bring patrons back to independent record stores in these days of online streaming and easy home delivery of physical product. It's the antithesis of social distancing. But as concerns about COVID-19 grew, organizers decided to postpone the international retail push that usually takes place in the spring. It will now take place over three months, with the first date coming this weekend on August 29. Among the releases coming to stores that day is Elton John's 1970 self-titled debut. Get all the details on the 2LP purple vinyl set from Melissa Ruggieri on the Atlanta Music Scene blog at ajc.com. Everybody could use a little levity these days, so Rodney Ho has compiled a list of some recent stand up comedy specials to bring some laughter to our lives. From the gentler stylings of Jim Gaffigan and the coming of age tales of Fortune Feimster to the politically charged observations of Dave Chappelle and Mark Marin, there's bound to be something that everyone can enjoy. Check it out at the radio and TV talk blog at AJC.com. Rosalind Bentley takes a look at the new show at Jackson Fine Art in Buckhead, featuring the work of Steve Shapiro and Sheila Prebright. Bright. Steve Shapiro in Celebration of the Fire Next Time and Sheila Prebright's Bright's series, 1960 Now, both are witnesses to two of the nation's most important racial reckonings, the civil rights movement of the 1960s and the protests against police killings of unarmed black people in the early 2000s. Except for one, all of the images are in black and white, documentary and approach. The show runs now through September 19th and can be viewed in person or virtually. Read more about the show at AJC.com. More and more restaurants are venturing back into dine-in service on a limited basis, but some are still relying heavily on takeout. The AJC's dining team is still exploring some of the best in takeout with the Atlanta Orders In feature, which you'll find in print in the living section most weekdays. Recent visits include the Po'boy Shop in Decatur, which offers curbside pickup only. The restaurant had just opened its new downstairs bar weeks before the pandemic shut everything down, but since the restaurant had already been a popular spot for takeout, the customers still line up outside for those tasty sandwiches. Read up on all of the places the team has visited on the Atlanta Restaurant Scene blog at AJC.com. And to get the AJC delivered or to subscribe to the e-paper, go to AJC.com slash subscribe.